I want to share something, whoa, with you that uh, some of you have heard several times, and some of you have not heard at all. And I hope those of us that have heard it for several times can defer to those who haven't heard it and trust that we all can hear it. If I was going to title what I'm going to share with you, can you turn this down because it is really screaming up here. I, if, I could, if I could entitle, and I don't want to entitle it, but if I were going to entitle what I was going to share this morning, it's this. You don't have to be smart to hear God. Okay? Now that, that seems like a simple statement. But sometimes our inadequacy deters us from going into the Father. And, and I want to tell you, I want to share a story with you. Okay, so just bear with me for a couple of minutes. I skipped the first grade. I was in the first grade a month, and I went to the second grade. I don't know why, but they did. They stuck me in there. And for about seven years in the second grade, third grade, fourth grade, up on through the ninth grade, I coasted. Man, I, I, school was a breeze. A's and B's. Don't have to give any effort to it. Don't have to really study to it. It just came natural. And then I became a freshman in high school. And it began to be a challenge. And then 10th grade and 11th grade. And then my senior year. And I, it was hard. And it was harder because I had never learned to study. It had all come easy. But now it was hard. And if it hadn't been for basketball, I probably would have flunked out early. But my senior year... I mean, I'm trying to, you know, you're supposed to go to college, so I'm trying to get out of high school. Well, chemistry is saying, not so fast. And I am 95% sure that my mother, I know she went to see my chemistry teacher. She went to my chemistry teacher, and I'm pretty sure she told her, you're going to pass him or he's going to come live with you. <laughs> but he ain't staying here. He's got to go away. And I got a, a D or a D minus in chemistry, enough to get out. Then I went to college and trying to satisfy, trying to please my dad about something that he never even gave a second thought about, all in my mind. I'm taking chemistry and biology and zoology and trig and, 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 and I don't know how to study. And I mean, I'm just, first semester I'm on probation Second semester, I think I cheated my way off. And third semester, it caught up, and so I flunked out. All this time, alcohol played a big part in my daily life. And so my brain just kind of went dormant, I guess. It just was numb, dull, couldn't learn very well. And then I met the Lord. And my heart, I just wanted to know him. Now, I, I thought all that time I was a believer. So when I got saved, I thought I was just 
quote unquote, surrendering to preach. Okay? And so now they're telling me, as a preacher, well, you need to learn how to preach. And you need to study the scripture. And you need to do this, and you need to go there, and you need to do all of this stuff about studying. Well, my mind is fried. My motivation is shot. My attention span is zipped. When I met the Lord, I had a, a job at a, <clears throat> at a refinery as a lab technician running tests for, for engineers. And half the time I couldn't understand the instructions because I was such a mess. So now I meet the Lord and all I know is God has changed my life. And I want to know him. Well, the way to know him, I'm told, is you've got to study the scripture. You've got to break it down. You've got to prepare sermons. If you're going to preach, you have to have a list of sermons that you have prepared. I'll tell you what my sermons consisted of when I first met the Lord. For some reason, if I heard somebody preach, I could almost remember everything they preached. So I'd preach that. No life in it. It was true. But there was no life in it because it wasn't what God was working in me. And so I'm, I am actually, and, and I see all these guys that, there was a lot of, I shared this about the Jesus movement. There were a lot of us my age that got saved about this time. And I mean, these guys are telling me about things they're studying in the scripture and things about their, and all of this stuff. And I'm going, man, I don't get that at all. I was very intimidated by scripture. By thinking, I've got to study this. I've got to figure this out. And it just paralyzed me. And I I think a lot of us are that way. You know, we start to, I've got to study the Bible. I've got to go to it. And we get there and it's like, boy, man, I don't, people get up there and share like that. And I can't do that. And I don't have the, my mind just doesn't register, doesn't compute that way. But there was one thing that I did know. And it's one of those deals that you know and you didn't know you know it and then you find out years later you knew it. Does that make any sense? I knew that somewhere in the scripture I could find God. And so what I would do is I would just just read. I would just begin to read. And I... I, I had zero understanding of what I was reading. But Colossians says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. So I would just read. And, and, and as I read, as I read, all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, something would just grab my heart. And it became alive to me. And I couldn't go and preach, you know, a sermon has three points and a point. And they are all alliterated. I couldn't do that. But I could tell you, let me share with you what God gave me this week. And it was not only life to me, but it was life to the people that heard it. And I'm not saying there's no place for studying scripture. I, I study scripture now. But I don't get life out of my studying. 
Because that's just more information. I get life out of the revelation when God quickens something to me. That becomes life. That becomes relevant. That becomes real. Well, how much scripture do you read? Well, how many frogs did you kiss? I mean, you do what you got to do. And so I just saturated myself in 95% of it was like water off a duck's back. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I couldn't study it. It didn't make any sense to me. But boy, when that word got quickened, that gave me life. And even today, if I'm studying, I'm filing all of this back. I'm looking for that, my friend used to say, that smack of the divine, where God just smacks it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not this great earth-shaking feeling. It's just the lights come on. That's what you're saying. That's life. And when we come here to share, that's what we're asking you to bring. It doesn't have to be this long exegetical thing. It's just what life has God given you? And one passage that always just, I go back to is Psalms 139. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You know my thoughts from afar. And and as I spend time just reading that and just asking the Lord, Lord, what do you say in there? See, one of the presumptions we have about Scripture, especially familiar Scriptures, one presumption is we have is, well, I know what that means. And we just invalidated the word of God with our tradition. Instead of saying, Lord, this is what you showed me last time. What do you want to show me this time? Because we never get everything out of one verse. Because the spirit of God is not this big. It's God big. It's bigger than anything that we can tangibly touch. And so, I hope you, are, you can be encouraged to know that you don't have to go and pull out the commentaries and pull out the dictionaries and know the Greek and know the Hebrew. I want to challenge you to just go before the Lord and read, just read. I, I used to go to sleep when I'd read. Still do, sometimes. I used to beat myself up about it. And then one day the Lord said, well, you just must have been tired. But here was the difference. When I woke up, I went back refreshed. I didn't condemn myself and quit out of judging myself. You see the distinction? See, we quit, we judge us. Well, I must be a worthless, low down, sorry, I can't do nothing, so I ain't going to waste my time. Instead of being refreshed and say, all right, now my head's a little clearer. What do you want to show me here, Father? What do you want to reveal to me? It becomes personal. It becomes life. And when you share that, that's what builds up the body. That's what encourages us. When the Lord speaks to you, you get to speak to us what the Father has said to you. I hope we can come to that place that we approach Scripture. I mean, Jesus said, told the Pharisees straight up, You search scriptures. You study scriptures. You read scriptures. 
Because you think in them you find eternal life. But you won't come to me. That's where life is. The scriptures can help me discover him. And every time he quickens that, it gives me a revelation of him and who he is and his love for me. And I don't approach scripture from, okay, I read my Bible today. Not part of the discipline. What's part of the discipline is I come here and I want to just fellowship with the Lord. I want you to, I want you, Father, to interpret for me these love letters that you wrote the church. I don't want to just know the words. I want to know the love. I don't want to just know the history. I want to know your presence. You don't have to be smart. Dear God, I'm still not very smart, but I enjoy hearing the Lord. Okay?